Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast and another episode of Throne Watch, the show in which we come on to give our recap and review for each and every episode of HBO's House of the Dragon. And as always, my name is Larry, and I am joined by my co-host for the series, Miss Mads. Hi, Mads. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm currently in New York. So, you know, the time gap is, is a little bit more dramatic this week oh, yeah. for us. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a fun time. And I'm so glad I did not wait because that was kind of my thought. I was like, oh, am I going to wait to watch it? Till oh, I get home so I can do gosh. a reaction at home. And then I said, screw it. I'm, we're just going to do a rank, like a janky reaction. <laughs> this little Airbnb room. I can't oh wait. Oh my God. I'm so glad you watched it because that was a crazy episode. Yeah. No, I'm so glad I watched it too. So we have our final time skip. Uh, supposedly yes. it should be because the this episode effectively kicks off the actual dance of the dragon so we we don't have anywhere we can skip anymore uh, basically (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it all kind of you know takes place from here on out but it's about a six-year time gap in which rainies lets us know she hasn't seen her husband for almost six years so pretty much after the end of the last episode he went back off to the (laughs) freaking the war once more um for the triarchy and he gets fatally or mortally, I guess, not fatally, we don't know, mm. wounded in battle. So it brings up yet another battle, basically, for Rhaenyra and her kids. As this time, it's not directly the throne. It's the throne of Driftmark that comes into question. Because Amond, or uh, Vaemon, Valerion, wants that. And thinks he is entitled to that throne. <laughs> uh, Bela says, my grandma seems just fine on the throne. Thank mm. you. And obviously, as we heard ourselves last episode, Corlys was adamant for Lucerys to inherit the throne as is his birthright. <laughs> so <laughs> How insane. did you feel about being that such a, a big through line of this episode? And being what really, you know, propelled all of the events of the episode. Yeah, it made a lot of sense. Um, We had to, like, really address the parentage stuff at some point. It's been brought up, but, like, not fully addressed. Um, So it made sense to me. I thought that that whole, like, uncle trying to take the throne, or granduncle, I guess, um was very interesting and made a lot of sense it was sad i didn't know that that happened to mr valerian or valerian or whatever so i was bummed at the beginning of the episode i like him and poor uh rainies has lost everybody she's lost everyone um so it was a crazy place to just jump right into and i mean that's every episode with a time jump we jump right in the middle of the action there is no build up there's nothing we're just <sighs> we're in it we're in the action um and i really enjoy that um but One it was thing, very interesting something we talked about and once again the time jump really makes it so we don't get to see is we don't really get the fallout from the Rhaenyra and Damon shotgun wedding. 
I know. I was Be- thinking about that last night. Yeah. By the time we get there, by the time we start this episode, I mean, everybody seems to just have accepted it. I mean, they already have two kids. <laughs> Third on the way. Third on the way. And, you know, um, you would have thought it would have been a big contention. Uh, again, you know, as the, the old phrase in the books, uh, but in the book, it definitely Viserys gets angry. And there is a little bit of repercussion there. And then, of course, it just kind of like furthers Otto Hightower's mm-hmm. agenda because he mm-hmm. hates <laughs> So it's kind of like, furthermore, I already wanted my grandson, but I cannot let that man get on the damn, like anywhere near the Iron Throne. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's always it. And another thing that this episode did that kind of compounds with last episode that really is a change from the book that I don't love mm-hmm. is Rhaenyra's connection with the Valerians. Um, I think we talked about it, the episode that Lena passed away, but in the book, Rain, Rhaenyra and Lena actually have a really close relationship. Yeah, uh, she's yeah. there for the birth of her children. She's, she's at drift Mark actually quite a bit with Lena. Mm-hmm. And then the change to Lenor's fate also changes Rainey's and Rhaenyra's relationship. Oh, because yeah. there's no sus- like there's no real suspect that Rhaenyra had anything to do with Lenor's death in the book. There is some suspicion that Damon had something to do with it. Um but there's not really that strife. They're still pretty close and they don't have this reason to like have Rainey's, uh, you know, reasonably uh, side-eyeing Rhaenyra. Yeah, yeah. Thinking that she was conspired. I'm kind of shocked. I guess maybe they just didn't trust that anyone could know. But I'm a little mm. bit shocked that they didn't just tell, tell her. Tell her. I was, the whole episode I was like, if they just fucking told her all of this would go away which is how i felt about the whole like if they i feel like allison i know that she's turning more and more intense but if they'd caught her right at the beginning and told her hey my husband will does not want to have sex with women like he we can't bear a child we have to figure out another way to to make heirs i feel like allison would have been like Okay, like you know what I mean. If if they would have just been straight yeah. up about it, but because they lied and were sneaking, not that any of Allison, we don't like Allison, but just start telling the truth, Rainiera. Sometimes <laughs> and things will work out. Like, because I thought, I mean, maybe Corley's would be less understanding, but Rain Rainies. Even we saw at the beginning of the marriage, she didn't really even yeah. want Lenore to marry her son because she wanted her son to be safe. Honestly, if they just presented that to her and said, look, yeah. we talked to Lenore, we wanted him to be happy, and this got him away from this craziness. Like, yeah, he's, he's off safe, safe and happy. living the happy life right now. And, you know, I just don't know if maybe they thought I don't know that she would spill the beans to someone. I really don't think Rainey's has shown that in her character. So she hasn't shown that. And she's shown she cares more about her children than yeah. she does about power and legacy. So like, I think that if they were like, Hey, no, he won't be on the, like the husband of the person on the iron throne, but he will be happy and he will live a long life and he loves you and he's okay. I think she would have been happy. I think she would have gone along with it. <laughs> But and after that, if you compound to that with the deal they strike up, 
Yes. I think Cordless now becomes okay because yes, Bayla is in line to become the queen. So <laughs> so frustrating. So yeah, I really think that's a, a misstep on Rhaenyra's part specifically because I don't think Damon really cares. Uh, no, he just no, is more really of a shit. But Rhaenyra, she could have mended this relationship with Rhaenys in a more amicable way rather For than sure. letting her kind of think that they conspired to kill her son <laughs> <laughs> and that her son is dead, that she has no children left. <laughs> but so I understood where. Rainey's was coming from and I did like the discussion as as cold obviously as it was between Mm -hmm. them under the god's wood once again Rhaenyra I mean she tells the truth she didn't kill her son and didn't conspire to kill her son but she did conspire to send him away um but I, I I really enjoyed that dynamic under the the tree I also really enjoy just her daughters. I love both. Bela oh my God. I love Raina. them so much. <laughs> I love them so much. But I also love the sons. I also love the Valerian boys, Jace and Luke. We haven't Jace really seen Luke, much of Joff, but Jace and Luke are so pure. They remind me of like, they should be in Narnia princes. They don't, they're not game of Thrones princes. They're like sweet little Narnia boys. So and cute. we'll get into it, but seeing their interactions with, Bela and is it Reyna? Uh-huh. The, the, like the four of them are just a, a bunch of cuties. Yeah. I love them. They're best. I mean, I guess when you jump your cousin and uncle together, you stay strong together. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> but we see them. We're, we've returned now. So we learn that one, Jace is learning High Valerian, which in my mind, low-key, I was a little bit like, isn't this a little late? I feel like he should have started these lessons a lot (laughs) earlier. In preschool. (laughs) Uh, Like Joffrey, his little brother's age, that's when he probably should have been starting. Um, That's true because when Rhaenyra was his age, when we meet her, she's fluent. Wait, I'm seeing an offline message next to your name. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm not seeing your little wavelengths. What in the fuck? Oh, I have wavelengths on my end. Do you? Yeah, that's odd. Am I on mine? Do you see wavelengths for me? I do. It says we're in minute 1035. 39. That is very weird. Yeah, that's super odd. Okay, well, let's hope this works. <laughs> now I'm a little nervous because that's part of why they were so late. Is I guess Dwayne was having problems with Zancaster. Oh shit! <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. Okay, so yeah, so they're having their lessons when Damon goes out and finds a new egg for the new baby. We hear Cyrax <laughs> has laid a clutch. Is this the happiest we've ever seen him? He's just smiling that and egg. happy. <laughs> It's so wholesome. <laughs> it also adds a little bit of lore, uh, kind of on how you go and find the lair and yeah. know, get the dragon egg out of that like clutch, uh, rather than just like a bird's nest or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he gets word from Bela, so homegirl. She ran quick to the scrolls and sent him off to warn <laughs> Rhaenyra and Damon that. Her uncle was making a move to delegitimize their son. (laughs) And we also hear in that moment, just a quick snip that uh, King Viserys has been out of commission. And so the Hightowers have been ruling in his stead. 
So they have to to go back to King's Landing. They get pretty much the greeting that uh, King Viserys got from Corlys over on Driftmark, which is to say none. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Somebody else comes out and is like, please, Queen or Princess, come in. Meanwhile, Allison's running these running this table. I'm like, mm, that made me sick. Uh uh-uh. uh. <sighs> I was like, first of all, I mean, it really should be the hand, not like the spouse running shit, which we see later. I mean, Otto, well, not that it's a better visual, is on the no. throne, yeah, conducting business. But I was just like, oh my god! And now <laughs> she's adopted the faith of the seven hard. We see like. The, the red keep is like decked out in the seven pointed star. Yeah, they took the Targaryen stuff down, which I don't know how yeah. she got away with that at all. That's Ugh. insane. So they head straight up, though. They bypass all that then and just go straight to Viserys's chamber. And he is in bad shape. Like, Ooh. bad. Um, And they level an accusation towards Alicent, which. Mm. Mm, I mean, they were serving, honestly. I, but they were like, "What? Uh, under whose authority? Like, what does he tell you?" In grunts and groans, talking about <laughs> we're acting on his behalf, and look at what your maesters have done. Nothing. Like, if uh, looks like to me, they're trying to kill him. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> a slow death, but a death nonetheless. <laughs> And that's like they have a maester. So behind the scenes, there's a maester conspiracy in the fandom that the maesters conspire with Hightower because they're all from Old Town. Uh, yeah. They all come from the same place. And it's all part of this this big thing, this network together. And that they did, you know, slowly kill King Viserys. <laughs> And I just, again, we saw it one of those episodes where a different maester, a new one, came in and tried to offer up some <gasps> new solutions. Right. And the old one was like, no, 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 leeches it is or maggots or whatever. Oh, my God. Oh, how'd you feel I've, about Viserys? I've been, I've been subscribed condition? to that. Yeah, I have assumed that they might be in on it a bit. And I totally forgot about that point you just made. So now I'm even more a believer. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Oh, his—I mean, when he does that face reveal later, even though I mean, I was like, "Whoa!" But even just seeing him, yeah. you know, Damon tries to get down to business a little bit and like tells him what's up. But Rainier is like, "Bruh, yeah, I know it's, we yeah. have to, but look at him." <laughs> she like crying at his oh. bedside was really hard. Um, he looks like Two Face. Yeah, like you can see his muscles through his cheek. It was scary. Ugh. His eye is not in his socket anymore. Oh my god, that poor man! It was very sad to see. I love him. <sighs> I love Viserys. So it was a hard, hard this thing. This episode see. obviously really solidified. I mean, this was probably his best character episode overall but it really solidified how i have felt and it it lasted right up to the end of this episode how i've always felt with viserys is uh, his weakness is his undoing as a king and there are so many instances that he could have prevented what happens because if he had just stuck to it and just put his foot down and made a decision and he just didn't but oh as a father i love him so much 
much. And like he, as a person yeah. and as a man, he's good. <laughs> yeah. As a father to Rhaenyra, not well, the others. <laughs> he even said at that bed the, by that bedside, he said, My only child. <gasps> I lost my mind when he said that. I was like, you old fuck. <laughs> like you can't. I mean, Meanwhile, though, I'm so everybody points at Viserys for neglecting them. I'm like, what is Allison doing? Because clearly, she's not raising these no, kids. Allison just abuses them. She just beats oh, them mean? up every episode. And <laughs> clearly, they're not getting any sort of guidance. They are hellions. Like you see the difference between Allison's oh, children and Rhaenyra's children. Uh, oh one of God. these is being parented, and the other ones, I don't know what's happening over there. But nobody's watching them. Nobody's guiding them. Yeah, because well, she just has the. <laughs> The handmaidens do everything. It's like, oh, it's, girl. It's so funny because Rhaenyra never wanted to be a mom, and mm-hmm. Alicent did. And Rhaenyra is <laughs> such a better mom. Like, it's crazy to see. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And but he gets at least he got to meet two of his new grandchildren before he passed oh. on, yeah. uh, including Viserys, little baby Viserys, which I thought was really sweet. Oh, and a then, name for a king. Aegon, uh, the third Aegon, Aegon the third. Uh, and so they they <laughs> show him. I don't know if they're going to get into it. Um, maybe not because he's so old at this point that you know they they assumed it was a slight toward Alicent that she named her first kid with <laughs> uh, Damon Aegon as well. Yeah. Um. Or so I mean maybe they'll bring it up sometime down the line, but. Yeah, that first encounter, you were like, whoa. Then Allison comes in, and I just live for Damon's pettiness. He immediately <laughs> has his hand, like, in his uh, in his face, and he's just like, oh, my God, get this woman out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they accuse her and her father of killing Viserys. And she's like, oh, well, I'll be the one over the proceedings, though religion uh, makes that I can't let that uh, cloud my judgment. So I'll see you down at the courtroom tomorrow. Bye. (laughs) And so everybody knows this is a damn farce. It's, you know, it's kind of like Tyrion's trial in season four of Game of Thrones. We're all sitting here and we know this is a farce. It's just, you know, it's infuriating because you know it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but then we see this we get little moments with like jace and luke coming back home basically like they're seeing the places where they trained i thought that was a really fun and cute moment especially know, how excited, they so jace excited. Is. <laughs> <laughs> and they see the looks though that they're being given these people are yeah. petty in this damn courtroom like this damn courtyard like looking yeah. at them Ugh. Then we see Crispin and Amen. I was like, can't y'all both just accidentally stab each other? Just get it over with. Can't right, you both right. just like accidentally kill each other in a sparring match? I but Crispin, he was almost he was a non-factor. I thought he was gonna be more petty this episode, but I guess that'll <laughs> be reserved for next week. Uh this week he was just there for this and that's it. Um but then Vaymon makes a grand entrance. I'll say that. Oof. That Valerian yeah. theme just hits. It's so now, good. Now the the company coming through this time in that entrance, I didn't like so much like I did at the wedding. But who that theme just does it? I'm like, okay, Ramin Jawadi, he don't play. He doesn't miss when it comes <laughs> to this Game of Thrones universe for sure. Ugh. But then we get a scene with Rhaenyra 
And this is after she talked to Rainey's. And Rainey's actually makes a really good point to her of tomorrow the the high towers are going to land their first blow on you. Uh, And I have to stand alone. (laughs) I cannot stand with you. And that's that's what I was confused about. I mean, they kind of address it here with the marriage pact. But... You know, in the end, Rainey's and Corley's are on, quote unquote, Team Black. They're on the Black yeah. side. They're yeah. on Rhaenyra's side in this war that is coming up. So it was kind of like, oof, uh, if they think she helped kill their son. No. I, was, I was very curious. If they don't tell them, how are they going to get them on their side? Uh, and I think ultimately Rainey's kind of does it out of her own interest. I think that's kind of what happened. That's mm-hmm. how I interpreted what happened in that courtroom. But. Anyway, she tells her that, and I think that kind of breaks Rhaenyra, and yeah. she goes up to her dad's bedside, and we see that a, a real glimpse of vulnerability and just kind of a broken woman at this point. She's just like, I, tell me something, father. Like, do you really believe in this prophecy? If you want me to uphold it, I, you know, I, at this point, she's so desperate. She's asking her, like, father on his deathbed. <laughs> So um, help us support me and support your grandchildren because this this weight is too much. It's just too much for me to bear. And I think that really gives a new insight to Rhaenyra because so often, I talked about it in my reaction, they did it with Daenerys and they do it with Rhaenyra, especially, I don't know how they can do it in the show at this point already, but they kind of make them out to be this like craze hungry, you know, power hungry Targaryen women. And that's that's this is definitely not the case with Daenerys. Well, I'm yeah. telling you right now, she power was more of a duty, like getting the throne. It's not her ultimate goal in the books. I'm just going to say that now. And then here, <laughs> <laughs> it's just what she was was. It just was what she's always known. It's what she's been groomed to be ever since she was a young lady. Yeah. And looking around, she's the best. For that job. She truly <laughs> is the best for the throne. It's so upsetting. But, you know, it's just thing after thing. It's like building and building on top of her, just situation after situation. How'd you feel about that scene with her and her dad? Oh, it was devastating. It was devastating. She loves him so much. They love each other so much. And she really feels like it seems like she really feels like this could be the end for her, for everything. And it's very grounding. I think that it's, like you said, it's a really good glimpse into her as a character. And I loved it. I thought it was a perfect scene. I teared up a bit. (laughs) That was a a great, great acting from Emma D'Arcy. Oh, my God. I mean, she's been killing it as Rhaenyra as well. Well, I mean, (laughs) the show didn't really miss when it came to cast so many just great performances this opening season. And we all thought we were going to, you know, just be devastated, which we, you know, we love them still, but, you know, Emma D'Arcy stepped up to the plate. There was a moment in the episode where she's coming down and like, she's like kind of walking in her red dress where she looks just like Millie. (laughs) I watched the episode twice last night and I was like, wow. She looks so much like Millie here. It's crazy. (laughs) Well, then we see the full extent of it with Viserys. The maesters are working on all of his skin. And we see Otto Hightower. Just how he treats Viserys. Like, Viserys Mm. is like, Otto, I want to have a dinner. And Otto's like, sir, it's the breakfast. 
I was like, if you don't shut the hell up, are you kidding me, sir? Um, so Viserys is like, bro, I'm talking about a dinner tonight with my family. <laughs> like, <laughs> up. Um, and we see once again, they try to give him that milk of the poppy, which I'm like, I don't even know if it was just milk of the poppy or what was going on. But he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to endure it. I want my head clear today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not drugging me up today, damn it. <laughs> but we cut down to the throne room with Otto freaking Hightower sitting on that damn mm-hmm. throne. I was like, can't the throne just impale this man? I don't right. know. Like, <laughs> can't he slip and fall into that sea of swords on either side of the damn throne? <laughs> But he calls up the people. We have our our three different parties advocating for who should be sitting the Driftmark throne. First up is Vayman Valerion, who's like, look, it should be me. <laughs> because I'm actually a Valerion, basically. And Rhaenyra, like, pokes up and is just like, oh, please, it's your own ambition. Yeah, and that's when he tells yeah. her, "You would never know Valerian blood, even if I uh, stabbed myself open and showed it to you plain." And <laughs> kind of served with that one. I can't lie. I was like, Ooh, uh. <laughs> uh, and it's tough because I mean, it's tough until that proposal's made. But before, because you somewhat understand not wanting your bloodline. I don't know, snuffed out in a way. Yeah. I can kind of get that. But then when they make the marriage pact, a Valerian is still going to be one of the heirs. Exactly. Not and only is the name has a stronger, has a stronger claim than you dude, Bela, like not even you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and not only is their name being passed down, which it wouldn't be if yeah. it was just their daughters, but also their blood is being passed down, which it wouldn't yeah, be without the sons. So, or the opposite. The opposite way. But, like, he should be happy. That's a perfect situation. Yeah, once the two, once Rainey's says what she says and is like, okay, I accept the offer, it should have been a done deal. Like, there you go. Now anything Veyman was talking about is null and void. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Especially if that is truly what her husband wanted, which it is. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah, I mean, and it's a perfect marriage for both Rainey's because she kind of gets what she wants, too, uh, in getting, you know, one of her daughters in there, her daughter's children in there, too. So, I mean, it literally is kind of the perfect scenario all the way around. At the end of the day, all the kids love each other and they were happy to be engaged. Like, they're smiling at each other when it was announced. Like, they're happy. So, literally everyone is benefiting because those girls don't have to marry shitty men and... Everyone's happy. I don't understand the issue at all. <laughs> God. So, yeah, that's the problem. Initially, I could understand a little bit with Veyman, but as we go on and he pipes up after that, then you're like, mm. well, now you're just asking for it. <laughs> uh, but Rhaenyra kind of steps up and I think she's going to remind them that they all <laughs> bowed fealty yeah. to her in that throne room. Uh, that's kind of what she starts her speech on mm. when the doors swing open. And we hear one of the announcers, basically, call in that King Viserys, the protector of the realm, the first of his name, the first, uh, the man of the first men, then the Andals and the Roiner, all that has <laughs> entered. And we see Viserys, he is hobbling, but he has come. I was 
oh my god i don't know i lost it (laughs) (laughs) i know me too scene i i couldn't hold it i lost it. him and damon (sighs) also in this scene made me so so emotional like (laughs) everything like at the end of the day i hate to say it but i don't hate to say it those three are all that matter (laughs) I know, I know. You're Those so are the right. family. That's the family. Rhaenyra, her father Viserys, and his brother Damon together. Like that's the bond. Um, but it's just this, this amazing moment to see that look on Rhaenyra's face. Uh, really, mm-hmm. we get to see all of their looks because the rest of them are shook. Like Alicent <laughs> cannot believe her eyes. Vaymon is like stunned. Even Rainey's, that, that's when her mind starts recalculating what to do, I think. And she's like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But seeing Rhaenyra's face and he walks because she's kind of standing in front of the throne and he's walking to her and... Oh, God, I was just like, girl, he heard you. He heard you at that bedside, and he mustered every, like, we see every last bit of strength to come and fight and support you and protect you one more time. <laughs> you and your he kids. He that oh, girl so God. much. Like, he would literally move the earth for Rainier. <laughs> real, real. Uh, and we see Damon have, like, a look, too, before he's, like, going up the stairs and we get one of the king's guard trying to help him. And Viserys is like, I'm fine. I, I need to do it. But obviously he stumbles and the crown falls off of his head. And somebody comes and picks it up and he starts to be like, I'm fine. Until it's Damon who is with him, who walks by his side and helps him all the rest of the way up those stairs to the throne. And then puts that crown back on his brother's head. Oh my God. I just That was such a good moment between them. That scene, like, literally just blew my mind. Like, I got yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> the same, music, same. that score was amazing. Oh, oh my God. Just l- the acting, like, everybody's work on it was so fantastic. Yeah. I, It honestly was, like, maybe one of my favorite scenes in all of Westeros, like, Game of Thrones history. Yeah. I loved it yeah. so much. Just all it symbolized. Ugh. And then he gets up there. And obviously, he's like, I'm confused. What are we doing here? <laughs> I thought this matter was settled, but if I'm going to hear somebody, I'm going to hear the person who knows Corley's best in here, and the one we should be listening to, which is Rainey's. So step forward, please, cousin, and let us know. And at this moment, too, I know it, I, I do think it was still partially, as she told Rainier, I have to stand on my own in there. I think she was still standing for herself because she kind of calculated the move of what was best to do. Oh, yeah. But I'm also oh, yeah. Glad she still told the truth. I mean, yeah. Because it was Corliss's wish. Um, no, it to, was. You're, you're to right. Put Lucerus on the throne. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also, she used that to, to make sure Rainiera was now stuck. Whether, you know, because I, I think. I think Rhaenyra obviously meant it and was serious about betrothing them. But coming from Rainey's point of view, it's like, is she going to try to back out or honor this after I support her? So let me go ahead and make sure everybody knows right here and right now. What the situation <laughs> what is. The yeah. situation is. And as you said, <laughs> then we see those cute little looks between the different kids. They're so excited. It's great. It's literally the oh. perfect situation. <laughs> I'm so scared because, like, I know it. It can't be perfect forever. <laughs> so I'm. Can't. 
I know. I just, what if that was just the last episode that I just stopped Here, watching? It's over. <laughs> kind of like how season six, episode 10 is kind of like exactly. the last episode. It's the last yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, Vayman can't leave good enough alone. And he runs up and is like, no, I won't accept it. I don't care what the hell you do in here. You're breaking laws. You're breaking tradition by naming your daughter to the throne. No. And whoever threw that paper, your mom's a hoe. And he was talking to Luke. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. And he turned and yeah, he's like, I will not let these. And he stops. And I literally said it seconds before Damon said it. I said, say it. I am not joking. I wish we were watching this together because I am not even joking with you. I said, say it right before Damon said, say it. God. And he did. And part of me thinks. He he knew like when he paused. I think yeah. he was he also was calculating the yeah. consequences versus the action, and he threw that caution to the wind and said, "I'm going to say it right here in front of everybody too. Oh. The rest of my house can ignore it, but I need to say it." And he is there. It says there are bastards, and then he takes it a step further mm. and says, "And that makes your daughter a whore." And I was like, "Ooh, see, <laughs> went a little too far. He took it a step too far." <laughs> And I loved getting to see Viserys. He took out oh. that knife and he stood up. I said, oh, okay. I mean, that man, you <laughs> he can barely breathe and he's about to cut another man's tongue out. <laughs> he said, I will have your tongue for this. And Damon said, well, there's no need. Slip, slice. And um, you can't even really say beheaded because he sliced through the head. Yeah. That was like, that was like <laughs> Kill Bill level swords work swordsmanship he kept his tongue he said <laughs> he can keep his tongue and he kept it they made sure yeah. to show us that that they tongue did. was still in that damn mouth um she was flopping around yeah i was like look that was the right move because at that point look I, it shouldn't have been damon to just jump up and do it but viserys would have never passed the judgment first of all even in his healthy years i don't know he you know that just wasn't in him but he literally told the king i don't care what you have to say I don't care what you tell me. I'm not going to listen. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to take over, basically. And they're bastards. And your daughter's a whore. And your daughter's (laughs) a whore. And your mom's a hoe. No, here's the thing. Damon Damon is a ride or die. Like, once he's on your side, that man is going to... Well, for now, I know. I know some things. But as of right now... That man will kill someone for the people he likes. And it was so sweet seeing them like when in their moments alone, like they hold hands and they are tender with each other and he'll cut someone's head off for her. And even his and it's a good symbol even for his brother. You know, like as much strife as they go through, he shades him. He makes him mad. He likes to get under his skin. But he said it from episode one. I'm here to protect you. And the, none of these other people are. I'm, imagine, I'm the one. <laughs> imagine if um, Otto hadn't gotten in the king's head, in Viserys's <sighs> head, and if Damon would have just been the hand of the king. At least been there on the court to yeah. be around to disrupt Otto and his treachery. Like Rhaenyra said from the jump, I mean, like, Damon, if you want the throne before the other babies had been born, if you want the throne, kill me. And it's yours. You're the heir. And he didn't kill her. Yeah. And I feel like that shows, like, at at least at that point, he cared more for his family than he did, like, 
the throne, you know. And I think even now, I think he's showing that. I don't think he wants this. I don't think he's doing this for the yeah. throne. I think yeah. he's doing it for Rhaenyra and her right more than, you know, his ambition to finally, this is his way to get to the throne or something. Like, I, I just don't, I don't see that. So. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. And then we see, <laughs> we see the moment with Rainey's and she just kind of outlines like, look, I'm, I just have, everybody's dying around me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like she's defeated in the most gracious way possible and not defeated, but just kind of disheartened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of given it, up. She didn't agree with that man, but that was still her brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she still had known him for God knows how many years at this point. <laughs> and that's still yeah. Corlys's brother. So at, at the end of the day, it still is like a, uh, another family lost in, you know, and the Valerian family gone. The the last man in the family too. Yeah. Which is kind of, cr- I mean, sorry, blood well, by blood. Um, outside of Corlys. Oh, yeah, because he's not dead. He's just, like, yeah, he's very just really, injured. He's just very injured. They're, he's just, they like just about- weren't sure yeah. if he was going to make it through the night. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get to the dinner, this big dinner. He brings all his family back together. He's so happy to have them. And he looks around and gives this just another, another just amazing moment from Patty of standing up and saying, look, it just kills me to see everyone I love so much in the same room and so distant and, mm. you know, unloving and unforgiving. If you're not willing to do it for your king, do it for this old ass man who's about to die at any time that loves you all, please. It's so sad. <laughs> and I just felt so much for him. And at that table, once again, we're seeing all the foolery. We're seeing Aegon, Aegon, Jason out first. I was actually kind of okay with what he was doing. Because so I was like, look, it's just harmless banter. Like, I know it gets under your skin, Jace, but, you know, he just, like, kind of teasing you about yeah. Yeah, yeah, getting yeah. with the woman. But when he went over to Bela and started talking, oh. I was like, okay, hold on, no, 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 no. <laughs> It's just like, they're like, Jace just got betrothed and he's already treating her like his wife. He is protective of her. Like he keeps like glancing at her to make sure she's okay. She, he is already a better husband than Aegon is with his wife, with Helena. It's Aegon who just raped someone. Oh my God. His mom pushed, you know, got him off basically. We didn't talk about that scene when she forces her to have the abortion and then kind of threatens her. Oh my god. And pays like, her off? This weird gaslighting technique she did to this girl. Like this yes, very strange so- intimidation factor. Like she tried to sympathize. <laughs> oh god. And that's what makes I will say, I think that's what makes Allison's character interesting. Is I do think a part of her empathized with this girl. But at the same yeah. time, she is using her power <laughs> against this and who knows how many countless other girls yeah. that her son, instead of, you know, doing something about it with the person she knows and the person who is committing these acts, uh, she's using that power to, like, keep these women down and harm them. <laughs> yeah, that scene made me feel kind of sick. Like, Ugh. just how... How she tricked her into thinking she was safe and then threatens her. And it's just so funny seeing the level of judgment she had for Rainier for drinking Mm -hmm. that tea after consensually sleeping with a man versus her son raped someone. She's forcing this girl to have an abortion. And 
but her son should still be king. Rhaenyra doesn't deserve to be queen because she had consensual sex, but her son should yeah. be king. Even though, like she, I tweeted this. I tweeted like a girl wearing a hashtag Meninist shirt and was like, this is Alison <laughs> Hightower because that girl it's is true. not a feminist. Like, oh my God. It's so sick. And then she storms in and, you know, pulls Aegon out of bed, slaps him, says, you are not my son. All of this. Yeah. But yet she's still going to fight to the death. That, that was crazy. See, I got a little respect for her when she said, you're not my son because like, Okay, go off, queen. But she doesn't mean it. No. Like, that's what's so sad. She just doesn't mean it at all. <sighs> but she does. Uh, and then she has that moment with Helena, who I think, again, it was a heartfelt moment where she just kind of, like, hugs her. Yeah. Oh, and just God. embraces her daughter. <gasps> because Helena asks, guilt. where is that girl? She's, mm-hmm. like, she's so, oh, my God, it's so sad. She's like, ah, oh, somebody's supposed to be helping me with this baby. <laughs> oh, she has no idea what just happened. But thankfully, we get this amazing moment from her later where she reads mm. the hell out oh. of her husband and brother at that damn table. <laughs> so good. So, so good. I lived for her speech. And he didn't have a damn thing to say. He just looked down all embarrassed. I was like, yes, get him, girl. <laughs> it looked like even Otto found it amusing. Because because everybody knows what who he is. See, yeah. that's why that's the thing with Allison. Whenever you start to feel anything for her, you just remember what a hypocrite she is, running around yelling and screaming about decency, about honor, while she's doing all of this to protect her like godless son. Her <laughs> like, <laughs> sons are fucking evil bastards. I mean, not real bastards, but but yeah they're you know. the bastards in the room if you ask me i don't care yeah. about no blood lineage meanwhile jace has been acting the most king-like out of anybody in this room jace, so what are we is, talking about? jace would be such a good and perfect king and that's why i know he's not going to end up on the throne <laughs> i know for a fact because if jace was king there'd be generations of peace in westeros <laughs> and you he know would, that's not the case and i know that's not the case so i know he don't make it on the iron throne and that's so fucking sad <sighs> He deserves yeah. it. Oh, I'm sick. It's, <laughs> it's like, Lord have mercy. But we get these moments in there where, you know, Jace hops up. But then, you know, when Eamon hops up too, he kind of gives it a nice speech, though. See, Rhaenyra, once again, for how many times this season, is the one to get up and you know, okay. hold out the olive branch. Yep. And gives this really nice speech about Allison. And it's like, look, we've had our differences, but I am thankful to you because you've been there through thick and thin with my father as he's gone through all of these ailments. And, you know, I'm sorry, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Allison, hesitant at first, also does come around though. And I was shook to my core when Me she too. acknowledged and said, you will make a great queen at this point in the story. I was shook. <laughs> and I really think she believed it. And that's what makes the end of the episode make me want to punch oh, a wall. Die. Because, yeah, because she finally uh, came to terms with the fact that Rhaenyra would be a good queen. And she probably sees her son would not be a good king in this moment. In this moment. She sees Rhaenyra would be a good queen. Her son is not going to be a good king. Because imagine the power trip he'll oh, be on when he's God. king. Uh, I do I do wonder 
because we already saw the look on his face because they did pan to Otto both times. Uh, Alicent showed like just understanding and grace with Rhaenyra. Uh, I do think he'd be back in her ear that next morning, yes. regardless. Yes. So who knows how long this clarity would have lasted any which way with her advisors. Like she just has such a toxic team around her that even if she gets clarity, they're there to bring her back to the dark side. <laughs> uh but then we get like all of this jace is dancing with helena and she gives us another one of her dragon dream prophecies this one is the most cryptic one yet like it's not as clear cut as the last two she said she's talking about monsters under the boards uh so We'll see what she's talking so about this are time. are those the dragons that are under in the keep? Or? So that's what some people are wondering if it's literal dragons or if it's a prophecy for <gasps> her own story to come. We'll Ooh. see. Okay, again, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't read it. So my two thoughts were either dragons or the the ice boys. Because like yeah. it, dead bodies are under things yeah, yeah. and then the ice boys come. <laughs> I forget yeah. what they're called. <laughs> The White Walkers. White Walkers. So I just thought you were trying to be cute with it. I was going to let it go, you know. No, uh, no, I fully, I knew they weren't called Ice Boys, but I fully did not know what they were called. But then we see Viserys. A lot of people have read Regret on this. And at first I didn't see it. But after re-watching while I was editing, I was like, you know, he t- there is a sense of regret when he sees Jace and Helena dancing. Because oh. that's the that's the marriage Rhaenyra yep. proposed. Yep. And... All of this would have been resolved. Everything, you know, like, so the whole thing would be resolved if he had just forced it. it. If he had just pushed Allison out of the way and said, I hear you, but ultimately that doesn't matter. That's what's going to happen. And his second daughter would be happy. And she would be happy and married to a good person. A good, like handsome boy. So ha- she was so happy. Again, I know it's been all over Twitter, but Helena, you're an honorary black girl. Yes, oh, yes. We accept you over here. I was tweeting. I was like, I love like the kiddos. Um, and I was talking to all the blacks kids. And I was like, you know what, Helena, you too, baby. You're part of it too. Uh, it was just so nice to see her get that moment of joy. Everybody's happy at that time. And then Viserys, for me, I interpreted it as he saw his family happy and he took that yes. as a cue that he could go. That he could pass, which is so pass. fucking sad. He really, oh. truly thinks this is it. It's going to pass on a Rhaenyra. Everyone loves each other. I am at peace. Yeah. He's like going to be one with the force now. Oh. Like he can finally float away to heaven. And, oh, I'm sick. And I know. It, I mean, because we've been joking about it. He, this man has been on the brink of death for how many episodes and time skips yeah. at this point. He literally was like holding on for yep. dear life with yep. everything he had because he knew the madness just right outside the gates. And another way to protect Rhaenyra and her claim was not letting it actually happen yet um, mm. in this state. And I... I mean, it. Oh, it just made me so sad seeing seeing that resolve in his face. As, I mean, at the one hand, at least he dies with his last memory of his family being happy. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it literally didn't even last five minutes after he left the room. But yeah. uh, <laughs> so they they take him out because he's obviously like going down quick. He's not good health, and they deliver a pig. 
I can't tell if the boys ordered this pig or if they just brought it and set it there. Um, and it happened to be in front of Amund. Mm-hmm. And Luke, as a, what, 12-year-old boy, finds it funny. He's a little kid, still, <laughs> dumbass. Um, so he laughs because, you know, oh, a pig, that was your your dragon. Dude, you got Vagar. You got the biggest damn dragon there is. Yeah. Get over it. Like, come on. That's, a, that's your little freaking nephew. Just stop. Uh, but Amon gets pissed and takes it personal and jumps up and gives this speech and calls them strong boys oh. several times. <laughs> Killed me. Even Allison. This is like one of those more moments we got with Cersei too, where she would be like so shook by Joffrey that even yeah. she would jump up and be like, Joffrey, no, what are you doing? <laughs> that <laughs> was kind of Allison here. Like, why? Well, wait, no, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> even she was like mortified that he ruined this night and this moment with his buffoonery. Um and that, of course, causes a fight. I see Bela in the background. She's ready to throw hands again. And yep. I, I love it. I'm like, yes, Bela. Ain't gone. Freaking like slams Luke's head into the table. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, as everyone said, the original, the OG daddy Damon hops in mm. the middle. And Amon stood right where he was. He did not even try to step it. Like <laughs> he said, "Let me hold my tongue a moment." Said, All right, cool, cool. I I'll fight the little boys, but I won't fight you. As, Damon, as he's like cosplaying as Damon, basically. Right? I was like, two times they kind of showed Amon. I don't know, kind of looking up to Damon twice this episode. Mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you stole his wig. So hello. <laughs> That's literally uh, why Damon has shorter hair now. Is because Amon. <laughs> Stole his, or Aegon, whatever the fuck his name <laughs> is, stole yeah. his wig. <laughs> well, then we see the little handmaid from earlier in the episode that delivered the tea to Alicent mm. show up at the White Worm's house, palace <gasps> to Mizaria. That's what yes. was happening. I kept, okay, hold up. <laughs> when the trailer happened the first time, I just saw the hood and the lady. I said, oh. Damon's about to cheat. Damon's a cheating hoe. (laughs) Then I see it's a little girl. I see this episode twice in a row. I'm like, I don't know who this girl is. I don't know a thing. Um, (laughs) She's telling her about the abortion and the rape. Mm -hmm. She's telling her all. She's telling her all the tea. She ran back. (laughs) (laughs) And so Mazaria obviously is like, oh. Okay, sounds like a lot of drama going down in the Red Keep. So obviously, she has fu- she's fully in her bag as the Whisperer of Westeros. And she has her own little worms. Uh, yes. <laughs> I presume they're not birds if she's a worm. Uh, she's the, the worm. white worm. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what she calls her little girls and boys running around here. But okay, Ms. Arya. <laughs> <laughs> And then we go back for the final scene. We see Viserys uh, on his last leg, in his last breast. Allison comes in to kind of like tuck down. She had that nice moment with Rhaenyra also at the very end of the dinner. Uh, where yes. she's like, I I miss you. And your father misses Come back. you. And it was really nice to see you. And I know the boys just got in a fight, but don't leave. And Rhaenyra's like, look, let me get these boys out of here at least. I'm going to take them back and then I'll fly back on Dragonback. I'm just like, we would love that. So, 
literally I'm the screaming. most vul- don't vulnerable. Go right near <laughs> yeah. The most emotionally vulnerable they've been with each other in like yes. 16 years. Oh, uh, and it was so nice to see. And I believed it. Like I didn't th- feel yeah. a front or an agenda yeah. behind either of them in that moment. It felt real. And then Allison goes to tuck in Viserys and he mistakes her for Rhaenyra. He mistook Rhaenyra earlier in the episode, so kind of set that precedent, but he mistook her for Rhaenyra. And he says, you wanted to know if it was true or if I believed it was true. And she's like, what What are you talking about? And he says, Aegon's dream. She's like, Prince Aegon, your son? He's like, the dream, the prophecy of ice and fire. It's you. Mm -hmm. So he specifically says, it's you. And you have to do this. And so I... (laughs) Alicent, having no knowledge of this prophecy of ice and fire, uh, hearing him specifically say that you are the prince, it's you, not it's Aegon, jumps up and says, I understand my king, and runs out the room to go cause treachery. (laughs) She, that stupid, okay, I'm not going to be saying crazy stuff, but I said I'm in your DMs last night already, so it's okay. Literally, the fact that Viserys views Rhaenyra as the prince that was promised, or like the way that yeah, that's going to yeah. happen, the way that it's going to come to obviously, John is the prince that was promised, but like, or I don't know if that's obvious in my head. I don't know. Um, but the fact that he really he views her as the fix to everything, to everything, every secret that's had to be kept. And Allison, stupid, beautiful, beautiful, stupid ass, <laughs> had to be like, clearly, that's about me. You dumb bitch. No. Like, I think that she, like, I think she truly did misunderstand, but I think she's willingly blinded herself to the truth. You know she what I just, mean? And it, yeah, like you said, he's drugged out of his mind. He don't know what the hell... He's bringing this back up a whole two, almost two days later. He's starting to talk he's, about this madness again. And he's like, we've talked about it. But she never talked about it with him. So she doesn't know what the fuck no, he's talking about. What we about. talked about, you asked me. When did you ask him this, Allison? Please tell us. <laughs> Why would this? You have no idea any of this. And that I was. they showed the dagger. And I'm like, yeah, girl, you can't even read that damn dagger that you tried to stab a child's eye out with. Yeah, that dagger is what he's talking about with the prophecy girl, and you can't even read it. Like, (laughs) I just was dying inside. Like, part of me was dying. Like, no, Viserys, please stop. But also, yeah, I knew that he was drugged out of his mind. I knew he was tripping balls, and it's not his fault. I was getting heated. I was like, shut up, (sighs) shut your mouth. (laughs) And so off she goes, and you know. Uh, that was all she and that's the thing she only needed a small push she just needed to be able to believe something like that that him saying you know his son was the prince that was promised and she wanted their son to be the king in her ways what she heard out of that um and that was just a little push she needed to get back in resolve to be like okay yes i'll do what i need to do to get to make that happen then oh so mad i was (laughs) broke my heart and then we end with Viserys holding the ring and saying, my love. And oh. Clearly seeing Ama. Ama. Uh, oh. Greeting him into heaven. 
he loved Amos so much. Uh, he never loved Allison like that. Sorry, girl. Um, he kept calling her like Emma, oh, and I'm sorry, he, I hollered. I know that he loved Rainiera so much because she reminded him of her mother. Yeah, and those other kids didn't remind him. Like and that's, that's the kid. That's his one child with his actual true actual love. love. And it's so rare you get to see couples marrying that love each other so yeah. deeply. Well, that one, he even said it. Like, he bucked to the trend even with her. Uh, both times he didn't marry who he yeah. was supposed to, really. And he married Ama because he loved her. <laughs> God, it hurts. Uh, How are I they just, related? Are they cousins? Uh, yeah, so he's, but she's like f- uh, from the Vale. From the airy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's House Aaron initially. Um, I think How it's on his mother's such side. A blonde- is she, like, half Targaryen, though? Yeah, she, Got she, it. they're, they're, like, it's in the middle. <laughs> like they how, both have, like, a one-parent, one-parent type of deal. God, um, like how Raina's a Baratheon Targaryen. Yeah, like, okay. Rainey's, yeah, how she's a Rainey's, Baratheon. Rainey's, sorry, yes, yes. Yeah, it's oh, just man. that damn, well, that's why everyone knows, because that damn blonde gene is strong. Well, in the show, in the book, Rainey's is actually brunette. She has black hair. Yeah, because of Baratheon. Is that Baratheon like, line. That's the whole thing. <laughs> That is the whole point of Ned finding yeah. out that Cersei's kids are bastards. So, but anyway. this one we've been talking about it. The moment, the moment the king passes, we could all feel the floodgates ready to open. And then yeah. the way this episode ended, they opened. <laughs> no, they opened in a big crazy. way, and Rhaenyra's back on her way to Dragonstone, so she wasn't even there when her father died, which mm. is heartbreaking. It, the whole thing is just madness. And I mean, I, I know what comes next, but what, are you ready, Mads? Are you ready for next not, episode? I feel sick. That was I. That was the first time in a long time that an, an episode of shows stressed me out to the point of nausea was that, <laughs> at, that scene no. at the end. I was so upset. Okay, I have to say this before we go. I've seen this argument a lot online. I'm ready to fight. Everyone saying, oh, well, Cersei's kids were bastards and we were all okay with them not being heirs to the throne. Why aren't we okay with Rhaenyra's bastard children not being okay? Because Cersei cheated on the king and had those bastards. Rhaenyra is the queen. It's, it's, it's different. It's like if Daemon had bastard children, they wouldn't be the same as Rhaenyra. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Also, Cersei... <sighs> Cersei's not the name of the throne. So two Lannisters having a child has nothing to do with the Baratheon line. That is exactly what I'm trying to say. It is While the Targaryen, these children are half Targaryen. So they are half of the royal line of the king. That is the exact point I'm trying to make. The person on the throne having bastards is not the same as the consort having bastards. Like... Anyway, just, had yeah. to make that point. It's been pissing also, me off on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, if, like please. Um, also, her children. Her son was crazy, kind of like Aegon, uh, yes. out of his freaking mind. And yes. Rhaenyra's children are not. So, and also, she's the heir. <laughs> exactly. She is the heir right now. Like it's her. It I doesn't get it. matter. Oh, God, it's all yeah. People are so damn frustrating. I also don't understand why it's her fault that she was made to marry a gay man. I know, and I know. there's just so much of it that I'm. I'm glad, people just. Ugh. I'm glad she acknowledged that she did love him very much, though. 
And she did, and we felt it. I'm glad that they also, the show and those two acknowledged that they at least tried. You know, like they they tried, it just didn't work, whatever that means. Uh, It could have been multiple. Marjorie Tyrell to help out. Yeah, uh, Rhaenyra didn't have a a brother of appropriate age to bring in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so even that, who knows if Marjorie's methods would have worked or not? Because uh, Stanley and Melisandre robbed us of that one. Um, so, <laughs> and they oh, killed that one we for are us. Always <laughs> robbed. <laughs> oh my god! But that was our recap and our discussion for season one, episode eight. For House of the Dragon. Thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully you'll be back. We'll see if House of the Dragon keeps up the Game of Thrones tradition of giving us a big death and a lot oh. of madness in the episode nines. Um, yes. I, I know it's going to be madness. And just if you're Team Green, I would suggest you start fortifying now because... I'm coming for you. <laughs> uh, it's all. I mean, I don't. People are going. The last of them. I feel everyone's really going to be done with Team Green after next week. I'm mm. just saying. So fortify your fortresses now, because <laughs> so you're going to be fighting for your lives next week. <laughs> Much like Damon fans have been fighting for their lives every episode of the season. <laughs> but uh, make sure to follow us at Cinemania World on Twitter and Instagram so you can always come back and catch our uh, throne watches each and every week Mads thanks for coming on as always and co-hosting this show with me I am having so much fun (laughs) let everyone know where they can find you Yes, on Twitter, you can find me at Mads Fairchild on Instagram at, and TikTok at Maddie underscore Amidala. And then I have a Batman podcast that just put out our second episode today, and that's at Batshit Podcast. You can find me there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and you can find me at ChiliBoyYT on Twitter and ChiliBoyProductions on Instagram and on YouTube. Make sure to check out that latest reaction for my little hodgepodge. Airbnb set up mess. <laughs> um, but that was it for this episode, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye.